Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. They've already had four hours, but there's always more that goes into every show. This is Emerging Podcast Scene. So here we go. UFC gets to gets to do 10 events okay. a week, and they get uh, to number all of them. Why would we not get to number? Brought to you by the fine folks at Extent Technologies and Broadview Heights. Now, I want to just start off by telling you how wonderful Extent Technologies is in Broadview Heights because, first off, they're, they're the namesake of the show. Whether well, they present the show, they're not the namesake of the show because the show is called the Emerging Podcast Scene. However, we would not be here if you without them. listen to the Emerging Podcast Scene at home, you get those great sound bars from where? Extend technologies, of course. Uh, it's not just sound, obviously. The video, the audio, and the way they put it together, the way that they can combine all those elements in a theater, and, of course, they also have the furniture decked out for you. Some of those recliners, better than anything you'd see at a movie theater. Yep. They have top-notch. When you talk about making everybody in your neighborhood, everybody in your street, maybe it's your cul-de-sac. Oh, you want to make them jealous? It's an easy place to go to. It's Extend Technologies, and they are going to give you the solutions yep. that you thought only happened in movies or at movies. No, you can have it in the confines of your own home. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. And stop on into that beautiful showroom. Let Tony sit down with it. You're going to love what they can do for your home. They're going to love what they can do for you. Expert installation, quality customer service, why they've been in business for over 20 years and counting. All right, away we go. First up with LeBron. Do people hate LeBron? How many people hate LeBron? Go. Boy, it is tough to get a solid readout on this because you have an element. Let's just keep it sports, just sports, and then we can get to the other things because the other things are, are going to be important here. Just from a sports perspective, we talk about this on the air, and anytime we bring up LeBron, mm. we have people that say, yeah, the title was great, but the fact that he left twice, the first time, all-time humiliating, the second time, he lied to us. And, yes, we're glad we broke the title drought, but why was it the Cavs? We would have rather had it be the Browns or the Indians. Now, none of that registers with me. I think that's insanity. And as a major league sports town, which we are, uh, I think we get behind all our teams when they win. Okay? We know the Browns are number one in this town. But yeah. when our teams win – those Indians runs, those Cavs runs. Just gave me a different thought that I'm going to want to take this thing into a total okay. right turn in a second, but go ahead. I still get chills thinking about the entire the entirety of those runs, even the, the years that we lost, demolishing the Eastern Conference, toying with the Atlanta Hawks, toying with I – mean, I'll go back to the, the years before we were on the radio, toying with Gilbert Arenas and Anton Jameson, right? I mean, and, and yeah. even Larry Hughes when he was on a different team. 
like the Detroit Pistons, all the things that the Cavs were able to do, the, the fans in this town, you could make the argument that time basketball was number one because we are seeing a star grow right before our eyes. There's nothing better. There's nothing that gives you more trash talk. Mm-hmm. There's nothing than having that budding superstar. Every other city seemed to have that. Cleveland hadn't had it for so long in any sport. And then LeBron comes around, and now he becomes a global icon, and that's literally what he is. He's going to own an NBA team one day. He owns businesses all over the place. His his production company, his agency, I know it's Rich Paul in name, but he, that he helped finance. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible to articulate what a figure, what a huge figure LeBron is. And he's complicated, and it's always going to be complicated. I still will always have affinity for him in my heart because he delivered. Who delivers championships to Cleveland? Nobody. He did it. None of that happens without him. Yes, he had help, but none of it happens without him. He was the backbone of all of that. Yes. And so, yeah, I wasn't happy that he left the second time. First time was all-time humiliation. I wished very bad things to happen to him. That's how emotional. I was younger. That's how emotional. I don't get as emotional as I get older, Kenny, but him winning the title cleanses to me all of that. All right. That's the sports perspective. All right. Go ahead. Do you want to go down the political route? I mean, we don't have to. We don't like to do this on the air on our show Monday through Friday, but if we were going to be able to talk about it long form, we can do it on the pod. You can do whatever you want. We can do it on this episode number two. It's not a pod, or it is. I don't know what we refer to it as. But It's, it's a pod. It's a pod stream. We had a caller. Let's just say it. We had a caller call up today and say. LeBron was, Le- said, he said LeBron was racist. LeBron's a racist. I have friends that echo those sentiments. LeBron's not here to defend himself. Uh, I, don't think he, I don't think he needs to defend himself. I think he's a big boy and can handle the criticism. He's on social media. He's not hard to find. You can tweet at him if you want to tell LeBron how you feel. Uh, without getting into the merits of is somebody a racist, is not somebody a racist, I hate going down that path because I don't know what's in anybody's heart. I don't. I know that LeBron, there are there there are kids in Akron, mm. the greater Akron area, who that guy is a god to them. Yeah. The good that he has done in that community, the life-changing ability to educate and to get scholarships for those kids and unify that with Akron, that is something that those kids are going to tell their kids, are going to tell their kids. He is going to be a godlike figure. So what an interesting figure that we have these people that hate him over sports. They hate him over leaving, humiliating the city. Mm-hmm. He wins a title, something no one else can do. We always said if anybody wins a title, they're going to be good forever. Well, and then we've changed our mind on that, apparently. I, and then the political stuff. Do we have to agree with someone politically no. to appreciate no. them as a star? No. No, I don't have to agree with politics to anybody to appreciate them as a player. I don't. And I and, and I don't find that to be difficult. I mean, unless they are I mean, unless they are a fascist, a bona fide fascist, I don't think that I would have to I, I don't think I would support it. I I don't think I would have to not support somebody because of their political beliefs. I really don't. I, I think that that's I don't know. I got friends who are Democrats. I got friends who are Republicans. I got friends who are Libertarians. I, I have friends that are, are Green Party people. I don't party people. I do not get that. Ex- I do not get that worked up over their political beliefs. I really don't. Uh, and I think the same goes for athletes. So that part doesn't bother me. Uh, when it comes to LeBron, like I, I remember when he before he came back, like people used to call him on the night show, and they would say like, "Oh, he's coming back." And I and I said it would be a business transaction in a lot of ways. Now. He said a lot of things that made it out to be very rosy and like a movie and things like that. 
But I, I looked at it as a business transaction. I think for a lot of folks, that's what it was. He left, and some people, it's almost, it turns into the argument again. It's not that he left, it's how he left. Well, it turns into that argument again because people are going, oh, he lied to us. No, it's a business transaction. You really didn't like him, but he was back. And so many people were excited that you went quiet. He won a championship. You got to be excited about the championship. But now he's gone, and now you don't like him again. But it's a business transaction. Like, there's people I know who hate LeBron. And I'm like, there's video of you crying in your basement. I got a buddy, Mike. There's video. I've seen video of you crying in your basement when they won the championship. And you say you hate LeBron and the Cavs don't – the championship doesn't matter anymore. I go, that's kind of sad and weird. But You can't retroactively yeah. take away emotions that you had. Yeah. So, I, I, that's, that's my problem. I'm like, you need an answer for those. Like, you did what you did. I know what you did. And I think you got to be honest with yourself. About that first, I, if you're crying over those matters, it's a pretty pointless reason for crying when you really break it down. Um, so I, I know that it's always going to be a complicated relationship with the guy, but I, I really do think that there's a vocal minority of people who hate him, and I think over time, I, I just see that that whole anger, vitriol, whatever, diminishing. I think they're going to put – a statue up of him. I think there's going to be a lot of things there. And he is absolutely getting a statue. Yeah, it's just not going to be worth some of the fight and some of the strife that goes out there. So I, I really don't. So what are these people going to do when they walk by his statue? To, Spit at to, it. To, to go to concerts, to go to games, to go to whatever. Look at it. To go to hockey. Get I mean, a picture with it. I, yeah, I think there will be a lot of people. Yeah. There's also going to be other people who will who will have this disdain. I, I wonder if that fades nah. over time. I, I think that at first maybe, yeah, but I think it'll fade over time. I mean, when you really break down what LeBron has done, like he's had some missteps. He's had some missteps, but in the grand scheme of things, has he done anything horrible? No. He's we never have, never been arrested that yeah, I know of. I mean, we, I, I, it seems like he has a great family. We have a statue for Jim Brown, and you know how Jim Brown's legacy is going to be once sure. he passes. Like there will be two sides to that, and it's all well People are infall- people are not infallible, but there will be an ugly part of that history that we have to tell. So, he- I just don't LeBron's know. LeBron's never done anything like that, so I, I just don't know how many athletes there are. Maybe you could count them on one hand. I don't know hmm. that have done that have been responsible for the best moments in a city's history, and yet who have an element of a faction of the people in that same town hate his guts. Who else? I think I've had this conversation who with else before. is there? I don't think there is anybody. My God, I can't imagine who that would be. There's a there's one name that I I try to remember, and I I'm trying to I'm trying to remember, and I I'm struggling. Is it? Uh, I don't know. I'm really racking my. I hey, don't think there if is. you if you guys tweet at the show, whatever, we are checking our Twitter feeds now. We do remind you hmm. the only way to be a part of this show in terms of our segment where we will try to help you. Congratulations on all your success. Congratulations on all your success. You have to email us. And we do have an email that we'll get to at the end of uh, of this today. Okay. Should we do a new segment called Safety Off where we just say nasty things about media members because it's a podcast and we don't have to. Do we want to unveil the media member now? No. Why? Because I still got to call the guy and try to repair the relationship. If he doesn't repair the the relationship, I'll say that. The whole point of this not podcast, is so that people can get something they're not going to get on the radio show, and you held out today. You refused I, to tell people. I will. Uh, I'm going to call them, and I will be able to report back tomorrow or Monday. We'll see when I call them. Uh, tomorrow or Monday about whether or not the hatchet was buried 
or whether or not that this feud is going to continue. I should call his ass up live on air right now, to be honest with you. Would you have the guts to do it? I mean, yeah, but I don't think he'd appreciate me calling up and going, hey, you're on, technically you're on a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that would go very well. What are you checking over there? Oh, I'm checking uh, some of the commentary so far. Okay. Uh, boy, we had we had uh, lots of uh, lots of live streamers last time we did this, huh? and I'm curious to see if uh, that explodes today. That's if good. we if we can double the number. Well, we'll see how it goes. I wanted to ask you another question because um, I wanted to bring this up on the air, but sometimes you guys aren't necessarily enthralled with bringing it up, so I didn't do it. Go ahead. Did the Browns make us sharper sports fans? Sharper? It is my thought, yes, because there's so many people who go, well, people don't care about the other teams as much because the Browns are better. And at first blush, you would say that that's true. I feel a little bit different about it, and let me tell you why. I think that the Browns being good has made people, what I can see, is more in tune with everything else that's going on because they paid. I think their their clocks start and finish with the Browns. But when the Browns are bad, and then, like, other teams might be bad, like the Cavs are bad at the same time. Like, it's just, like, whatever. Like, in 2019, when the Browns were bad, or 20, yeah, 2019, when the Browns were bad and the Cavs were bad, I think it kind of hurt things. The Indians are on their way down. I think it kind of hurts things. Now that the Browns are good, I think it's made people, because they're in this, they're in this conversation every day about the Browns, I do think there is some residual effect to the Indians. Not, not, I'm not talking attendance, monetary, any of that stuff. I'm wondering, though, because the fans can see the Browns competing, being successful, but they can't do that every single day because it's only only a four-month football season. Does that mean they change and they push forward to the Cavs and Indians and they pay closer attention to the Cavs and Indians, demanding more of the Cavs and Indians because the Browns be successful? Boy, that's interesting because I was thinking about this the other day. Fans, the sentiment and and their their wherewithal when it comes to knowledge uh-huh. and everything, it really does change depending on how the teams are doing. Like take for instance, the Cavs during those runs, yeah, for LeBron's first go around, and then again when he came back, fans knew salary cap implications of every move. They knew potential trades with other teams and players, mm-hmm. and now. Now the fans I'm hearing from are trying to tell me that you know, the Cavs have like all stars, and I'm like, and have untouchables. But they're, but they're, but so I'm I think, starting but, to wonder: are they getting dumber again? Well, they might. Oh, but sure. They're. I, I. I don't know if they were ever smart. I think we pay attention to other things. That sounds terrible. I don't know if they were ever smart. I think they yeah. pay attention to. I think they want to see what Colin Sexton can do and what all these guys can do. Now you say that's dumb. I think they're hopeful. Like when the Brown. That might be. Hopeful. That might be, and that might contribute to you making emotional decisions. Yeah. Uh, take for instance the Browns when they were bad. I swear I had people tweeting me up and down, these Brown super fans telling me those teams were going to be good. And yeah, I'm like, you guys, you guys are being dumb. Yeah, But I it's emotion. It's emotion. I've yes. been dumb. I've been dumb before. I was one of them. <laughs> but I, I do think that there's, there's so much strength in when the Indians lose games, people get upset. Yeah. When the Indians win games, they're, they're kind of like, okay, but they're not like, this team needs more attention. They don't, I don't know if we get as much of that. But they, they are very demanding of the Indians right now. And I think they're demanding of the Cavs. Like I, I've seen more people, and I know that you get the same people because you're a basketball guy. You get the same five, six people say NBA sucks to every tweet you send about yeah. the Cavs. Yeah. But I think I've caught more people going, where the hell's Kobe Altman? 
Where, when's this guy going to talk? I have seen more of that. Like, when's yes. this guy going to come out and, sp- and say anything to the media? When's he going to come out and say something to the fans? Because really, when I say something to the media, it's really saying something to the fans. When's Kobe Ullman going to talk? Like, I, I find more people demanding answers to the other two teams, and I think maybe it's because they're more in tune with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and also, you want to be competitive, but right now, like, we have good conversations to be – there's good conversations to be had about – Nick Chubb or Wyatt Teller, what, who's got the most pressure on them this year, what this season means to Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, all that and the other. But altogether, ultimately, like these are not life or death situations on May 20th. These are not, these are not enthralling, crazy things. Well, the Cavs just finished their season. The Indians are in the middle of their season. They know that the Browns are good. It's not make or break, but they want to have some sort of zest for the other team. So I, I, I don't know. I think it's maybe made them a little bit sharper towards the other teams. I just wish because of the way that this, this is always Cleveland. We always say one of the best sports towns in the country. And we are the Midwest tends to lend itself to that. I know there's some on the East coast too. Uh, when you go out West, you have more transient uh, population. You have people that kind of latch on uh-huh. bandwagon or they're from all over the country. We have these great sports fans. And one thing I am very concerned about with the Indians uh, being a victim of their own success, we're just making the playoffs isn't even enthralling anymore. Mm-hmm. And the Cavs having won a title, and we know we're in the, the throes of a rebuild because you just lost arguably the best player in the history of the game. Man, Brown season is short. It is 17 games, hopefully the playoffs, and that thing is over. It goes quick. It really does. Yeah. And the offseason seems forever. Yep. Like right now, what 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 big Browns meaty topics are are the fans talk? No, the only thing we're reacting to is what other people are saying about the Browns at this point and contract stuff, we right? Got, yeah. So so our two teams in town, this is as much an apathy as I have seen since we've been on the station, and that includes we had Manny Acta. That you think cr- they're apathetic? I think they totally. Are I think right it's now. different. I think it's different. I I, I think they care. They I ca- think they I think they're afraid of the Dolans. Moving, I don't I'm think seeing a, I, I'm seeing. I think they're afraid right of. Their, I think they're afraid of them. So I think they're. I think there's plenty of people who want them to move. I think that people do care about the Indians and their future. The Cavs, are, I think that people are again are demanding answers of of Kobe Allman. I think they're a little angry about that. Well, they're in a three year rebuild, and then next year is going to be four. Yes, and they don't look like a team that's going to make but some leap like the Knicks did this though. year. I don't think they're apathetic. I do disagree. I don't think they're apathetic towards them. I think that they look at this team, I, I really with the Indians especially because the Indians were good before. The Indians were good, so I don't th- I don't find them in a situation where fans are, are apathetic towards the tribe. I just wonder if this town, I, I maybe it's uh, maybe it's an attention deficit thing, or whatever. But the the preoccupation with the Browns and the fact that fans are so happy that the Browns are going to be good unless somehow some way things fall apart tragically. Mm-hmm. And that would be tragic. I wonder if fans are like, eh, wake me up when the Indians and Cavs are good. No, because the only news that could come out of the Browns right now could probably be bad news. What more good news could you get? Other than extensions, maybe, if you felt that way. What other good news could you get? So it's the only news out of, out of Berea would be possibly not good news. God forbid an injury. God forbid there'd be some sort of strife with J.C. Treader or the players or something like that. And that's that is – that's really drama. That's not even what people really want. 
So with the other teams, I think they do. Yeah, I do think they care about the Indians. I, I think that there's a long – there's a I 2023 is getting closer, and I think people are worried about that, yes. About what the Dolans are going to do. Well, they're in the market again for a person they're willing to give, what was it, 40-plus percent ownership or decision-making to the baseball to, team? It's now up to 40? Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was what – I thought that's uh, – no, I might be mistaken. I thought that's what Terry Pluto was writing. Wow. So if they're willing <laughs> to give up that much of the ownership there – as much as some people would celebrate and say no more Dolans, there's something in the back of their minds going, well, and I know they're talking about the A's moving, and I know they're talking about other ones, so it seems like, okay. Like, I, I agreed with what Baskin said with you last week. Like, I think they want baseball to be in Cleveland. I think the, I don't think they want to contract or move teams from teams that I don't think any cities that already have baseball. I don't think any sport wants to contract. I mean, no. you're just losing money. You're losing your eligible pool. Yeah. You're shrinking your ability to grow. Uh, no, I do not think that. But when when I, I just want to hit on something again because I, I, it can only be a feeling. You know, I'm out and about. I talk to a lot of people, and I just used to get so many more texts every time an Indians player hits a home run. I'd see so much more on Twitter. Now, part of it, I think this Bally's thing I think it's is really bad. bad, not just here. I think it's hurting a lot of people because for those that Damn don't it. know. Yeah, that's right. For those that don't know. Because for, for many, I mean, I still get the games. So I, I, I'm not as concerned about this. But there are fans telling us that they cannot get Indians and Cavs games. And that that's a huge, huge death blow because think about when you were a kid, Indians and Cavs were just on. Yep. It's just on. They always. Yeah. No matter how bad or how good the teams were, mm-hmm. it's just on in the background. If you don't have that as a backbone, as a, a way for – children that come out. I know, what about the children? But if, if if you don't have that in the background and instead you're playing what are the what are the popular game the kids are playing today? I have no idea. I have kids, I don't pay attention. Is it is it crossfire? Is it mousetrap? They're not playing trip. What are the kids they playing? They play like uh Is it war with a deck of cards? Um <laughs> Minecraft. They Minecraft. play Minecraft. Oh, That's yes. it. That's yeah, Minecraft. Go ahead. Uh anyway, anyway, um I just, I just wonder if you don't have that in the background, do you lose a future generation potentially? Of fans? I, well, I think you do. I, I, do, I do think that's true. But I also think that w- what you hit on is true, and that it's not just back when there was like a, a cable dispute or something like that. The cable company would fight with the provider, and they would run crawls across. And there'd be a deadline. Call, there'd be a yeah, there'd be a deadline. There's nothing there, and it doesn't look like it's getting fixed. It's almost June. It doesn't look like it's getting fixed. And so if you're if you're just going to be apathetic about it, then so are, so are fans. So while I do think that the Indians fans are as loud and as boisterous and as strong as they've been over the last few years because I think they want to see what it does when it starts to trickle back up, I think we're getting to the end of that. All right, you went to the World Series, it didn't work out, now you got to start picking apart, the, picking apart the roster. I think we're starting to move past that towards, okay, we got Karen Jack, we got Classe. We'll see what Plesacs do. We'll see what we'll see what uh we'll see what Savali is able to do. We'll see what a couple of these other guys are able to do. You know, I love Josh Naylor, and so I think that some people are a little bit more positive and a little more interested in what uh, they can do. Kenny, am I in a place? Are we in a place where no. fifteen years from now, yes. twenty years from now, I have to explain to my child? Oh God, what are you having kids? A, yeah, I'd like to. Would you like to talk about that at some yeah, point? Sure, I was always open. I've always been open to having. How kids. How many kids you want? One. Go with one. If it's a girl, are you going to have another? Depends how if we're running out of time or not. You talked to Sarah about this? Oh, yeah. All of it. She down with it? Yeah. 
We're on the same page. Down with we, kids? We are, like, we are like a front office of a professional sports organization. Really? We are all on the same page. So is this the traditional? Because you're, you know, you're, you're 40. Yeah. Almost. Are you guys planning to go traditional or new, new, new age? I don't know what that means. Where it doesn't matter if you're married or not. Oh, yeah, we're not too concerned about it. Really? Yeah. What did Aunt I Buzz think we would. I think we would go that route. Yeah. What did Aunt Buzz have to say about that? I don't think it's her right to know. Sorry, Aunt Buzz. You could say you're not comfortable with this and not bring it up on air if you don't want to bring it up here. I'm fine. Oh, okay. I'm totally fine with it. You're that. fine with this? Yeah, but I want to complete my, my – the, the, the Yeah, point, but I don't care about that now. Now I want to talk to you about kids. No, but the point of me bringing it up is oh, sorry. am I going to have to tell my kid 15, 20 years from now – Man, you have no idea what it was like in 2016, 2017, 2018. Like, you have no idea what this city was like. Every bar packed at 3.30 in the afternoon. Gridlock traffic to get around. Mm -hmm. Tickets. Just people spending all their disposable income on tickets. Going to those games and seeing those crowds. And now... It's the opposite of that. Like, I hope that's not the case. No, they'll be good again. I hope that's they'll not. They'll be good again. I don't know if it'll ever be like that. That was crazy. That LeBron, yeah, that well, LeBron that's, run, that's, that, that LeBron run we, we were one of the most popular teams in the world. The Indians will be good again. The Cavs, and again, you just said it. LeBron's a different animal. There's people who, there's a certain 1% of players, and even then there's LeBron. I don't know if I, I don't know if you'll ever see there's probably people who will fly in to see Kevin Durant. It's not to see LeBron. Sure. It's not what it's right. like to see LeBron. It there's there are people there were people who were international business people who would fly to Cleveland and one of their things was to see LeBron. They really would. I would run into people It was really just to stop in Cleveland to see LeBron and then go. When you would go to these hotel bars, yes. we would meet people. I go, Hey, what's going on? Where are you from? We had people flying from all over the place. To knock it off their bucket list. It still worked in hotels. There was people from Australia. There were people from England, all over Europe. That's crazy. Do you want to go back to the kids? Absolutely crazy. Sure, whatever. Fire away. Do you already have names picked out? No, not at all. Hmm. Hmm. Is that a? I don't want to jinx anything. Thing that I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Liz's mom didn't want to have baby showers. She thought that was bad. Yeah, uh, that's supposed to be bad luck. That's supposed to be bad juju. Just put the maloik on on, yeah. on certain things. You know where you don't get the maloik is Extend Technologies. Folks, Extend Technologies has the very best. Whether you have no children or whether you have three children like me, doesn't matter. If they want to watch TV, they can on the biggest and best, most tremendous screens that you're possibly going to find. 4K, 8K technology, and surround sound that's not like the classic old surround sound you know. We're talking about an experience that encompasses your entire home. Something you and your family, whether it's just you, her, and the dog, or you, your kids, and the dogs, are all going to love. I am blown away by the ease of access they have with their automation setup. So he's showing me, Tony was showing me, how he can cleanly, on the wall, have this where you're controlling almost every single facet of your house. Like, I remember watching in Back to the Future, you can, like, control everything mm-hmm. uh, from just one location in the entire house. You're like, the future! Well, the future's here. You could do all that right now when you call Extend Technologies. They will come out, hook it up. You're not going to have wires all over the place. No, this is a professional operation, and it's something that you can do regardless of what your budget is, regardless of the limitations of your house. 
They are problem solvers. They're going to come in and make sure to design something that is just going to blow you away. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. And stop into the beautiful showroom in Broadview Heights. Make your home dreams come true with Extend Technologies. That's cool. You and Sarah are on the same page about that. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah, but, you know, with anything, doesn't it all start out Best on the of same intentions. page? Yeah. And then what happens? If you have a boy, how relieved will you be? So that that is that's not even a secret, right? Everybody everybody's rooting for a boy. Every guy. Yeah, but you see the gender reveals where they show the disappointed guys, and some <laughs> people are very critical about that. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Of course, he hopes the baby's healthy and all that other stuff. Sure. But a guy wants a boy. That's how that thing works. So do, I was actually disappointed. Jonah was a boy. I wanted a girl. Third time. Yeah. Around. After you had two, what do women root for? I don't know. Are they as one-sided as the men are? Liz wanted boys. Liz definitely wanted boys. Boy, that's an interesting split. So women might be either or, but guys are all on the side of boys. That's hilarious. Maybe I can't speak for everybody, but it does seem like that. With everybody that I know, it does seem like that. I. But you can't admit your disappointment, right? Yeah, well, because Liz wanted boys because she knew they'd be so, – oh, my God, I knocked all this stuff off the table. Good luck. Uh, Liz wanted boys because she knew they'd be simpler. Um, Is and that she true? Knew- that's well. That's what she believed. So I can't say she knew. Man, I was a terror, Ken. But that's I what she believed. Ter- I had so many near-death well, experiences you know. before the age of ten. Do women? Do, you come do girls? From bad stock. The Carmens aren't that way. What? Do the girls have the the near life? Uh, no. The near-death experience. No. Girls are smarter than boys. But that's the whole thing: is that they're smarter than boys. With boys, it's very simple. You you have an experience. You make a mistake, and you try not to make that mistake again. You learn from experience. I had a girls. Night, there's I, a mental warfare in yeah. there that I don't even want to know. On my aunt's street, I had to be nine years old. I got a knife pulled on me. <gasps> for our by shen- who? For our shenanigans. We terrorized this poor old old woman. And the old woman pulled a no, knife on you? No, oh, her son. Her son, son who had just gotten out of prison. We didn't know that at the time. We used to turf. Her, we used to take the bikes and turf her lawn. How old were you? A nine, I think it was nine. You said you were nine? Yeah. And the guy pulled a knife out on you? He pulled a knife, and I couldn't even process that. I didn't know what that, I mean, I knew that that seemed like a bad thing, but I didn't know. I'd watch movies, and you'd see that stuff. You didn't really think someone was capable of doing something like that. I can't think of a scenario where that was. I, we had, okay, we had a point. We had, a, we, there was like, where I lived, I lived on Stewart Avenue when I was really small before we moved to my house my parents have now. And... I remember I got off the bus. Some kid who was a little older looked at me, threatened to threatened to beat me. I ran off. He threatened to beat me. Said if he ever saw me again, he would beat me. <laughs> I told my parents. I told my dad. I found him. I went to Eric, my buddy Eric Perry's house. He had two older brothers, Regis and Jason. And we found him. It was very good, fellas. Like we found him in the yearbook, and I was like, "That's the guy. <laughs> That's the guy." And. Thank God for Regis and Jason Perry. They took care of the entire thing. They're like, that guy ain't going to mess with you No anymore. fuss, no muss. And immediately, like, he was like, black eye. Like, they took care of it. They, t- I swear to God, on my Man. mom, the older brothers took it. Now, the older brothers would treat me like my buddy Eric. They sure, would yeah. beat me, too. But it, it's one thing for my buddy's older brothers to beat me because they're basically like my older brothers. It's another thing for some other kid to just bully me from down the street and wreak havoc and, and be all like that. So that's how that went. I never got a knife pulled on me, though. I had a crazy lady across the street. I've told you stories about that. I haven't said it on the podcast yet, and I want to save it for the podcast later on. She was a paranoid schizophrenic. First woman I ever saw naked. She was 70 years old. <laughs> it was two days before Christmas. I was 12. 
We got done uh, eating dinner. I, it was steak and spaghetti. It was steak and spaghetti. You're, you, that that is your my, famous dish. My mom was downstairs in the basement. She was at the computer. My mom. I remember my mom didn't eat dinner that night, and my dad was eating dinner and he was smoking a cigarette. No, he was finishing dinner and he was cleaning up the dishes and smoking a cigarette. And I heard her yelling, and I looked out the side door, and she's across the street in the snow. This is December 23rd. Across the street in the snow, and she's running around naked. <laughs> and she's like, look at this body! Hey! And she's like, she wanted people to see. And I like, I, I open up the door. I see this, and i like, Dad, what? And I was like, uh, Shirley's over here running around naked. And he comes over to the door. He goes, holy! And he, you know, he said, Deb! Shirley's out here naked. What? Shirley's out here naked. And sure as hell, naked. First woman I ever saw naked. She was 70, I was 12. Maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. Maybe. It's a better way than a lot of, you know, right, right. a lot there, of ways. There are a lot of bad ways for something like that to go yeah. down. But, you know, at that point, maybe it changes expectations. Maybe you'll learn a little bit a about little bit. about uh, some the of the anatomy. problems that other people also have to deal with. It was. <laughs> how do I put this? Oh yeah, I mean she was she she had to take medicine and I didn't you know I was twelve at the time yeah so, oh and twelve guy it was the nineties it was a different era we didn't know what we know now all right so sorry um I will say it was El Natural oh if you could understand that oh yeah no I I I could tell and I mean it was really El Natural really yeah. Really unnatural. Just kind of wild uh, all over the so place. We had, two, we had two Shane Bushes in the neighborhood. Yes. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> congratulations on all your success. Are we ready to read this email? Uh, very important. Very important. I'm excited about this. We're going to be doing this maybe yes. once a week. Yes. Uh, not sure if it'll be the Thursday or the Tuesday or whatever the day of the week. But uh, the more of these emails we get, uh, the more fun we can have with this because we just don't have the time to do this on the normal Monday through Friday show. And I, I want to help. Kenny, I think you can help. I can help. You're going to have to take me through this because I'm not sure exactly how this goes. The the email we have, I need you to paint this picture of what Brett in Cincinnati sent to us. By the way, you can send the emails at Lima, L-I-M-A, at 923thefan.com. That's to Lima at at 923thefan.com. Or me, at Carmen, or at Ken Carmen's, or blah, blah, blah. Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N, at 923thefan.com. Boy, by the way, I am getting text. Boys are not easier that from somebody that works with us. Really? Yes. So they're listening. Dave okay. says, hey, Ken Carmen, stop with the what if you don't have a boy BS. Oh, well. well. Are people getting angry now? I don't know. I guess. I said, well, what do you want me to say? I'm sure he wants to have a boy, Dave. Sorry. You'll blow it out your ass but if it's... you have a problem with that. He wants a boy. He's, a, he's an Italian man. He wants a boy. But it's not It's not going to be the end of the world. Meanwhile, Jim from Strongsville, I thought this podcast would be more focused on alcohol, drugs, and porn. Well, you're a little bit behind. I told you about my naked neighbor across the street. We will get there. Okay, this comes in from Cincinnati. Yeah. Dave Lapp. Oh, no. This is Brett from Cincinnati. Uh, Tone and Kenny, mm. fair or foul? No, that's not the name of the segment. Brett, it's called. Congratulations on all your success. Well, I think he want, he's, he's just asking. For okay. Fair or foul? The owner of the house we rent is looking to sell because the market is hot. Our lease is up in March, so good luck selling unless the buyer is looking to rent out as well. No other renters on our street. He acted friendly, saying he'd let us move out early for free. We countered, saying we'd move out early for 15 k 
He countered with 4K. Oh. We said no. This is Hyde Park in Cincinnati. The house is worth 50000 more than it was six months ago and might be worth 50000 less six months from now. Okay, uh, first of all, I – Now I get what Brett's saying here. Okay. Brett says embrace debate, question mark. Um, so what's he saying? that He, we sh- they sh- he, he can't be forced to move, can he? So I've been hearing – well, I guess it depends on a lease. Uh, a lot of these – a lot of times I hear of people that are just – renting and it's on the honor system and it's in the year by year though he handshake leases up his okay. yeah what you are, know more about renting than what I are the squatters rights you always yeah. hear about the urban mythology that is squatters rights oh i could just mythology break into, my ass you ever see those horror stories i could just break into someone's home and live there for two days and now it's yeah. mine yes i live here free and clear of the law i, I don't know how they do it in some of these states that yeah. say what you want to but thank god for ohio it seems Okay, let's let's go. Uh, we'll start from the top. So, yes, the market is hot. It's insane. Okay, not the time to buy. By the way, <laughs> sucks to be you. Waited till I was forty years old to sucks buy a house. To be you. Boy, great time. Boy, someone couldn't tip me off on this maybe a year ago. Thanks a lot, all the smart people allegedly around me. I already know my answer to this. Okay, so the fact that you're renting, you're looking to sell uh, because the market's so hot. Okay, I get it. So the landlord, I understand why it is insane what people are getting for homes. I disagree with the sentiment that, okay, the house is worth 50000 more than it was six months ago, but it could be 50000 less. In good neighborhoods, I don't see these values going down. I'm starting to talk to the, the sharps about this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're saying, Anthony, wait, just wait six months, wait a year before buying. And I'm saying – yeah, a lot of people thought that would be the case in, like, Phoenix mm-hmm. and, and L.A. and mm-hmm. Sa- San Francisco and San Diego. I totally agree. And you know what? Never went down. You were just screwed if you didn't buy because yep. it just kept going up. Mm-hmm. I think it's foolhardy to think that in six months this chaos is going to end swiftly. I do not think it is. I think just think about the building right now. There's, yep. a, there's, a, there's a wood shortage, timber shortage, shortage on a lot of these things. People are going to be – I think we're going to be in this for a few years. I really do. Are you talking about the the wood shortage and stuff like that? Yeah, well, there's a lot of supply shortages. Oh gosh, and so that's wood, gonna, that's ammo, gonna, chips. That's just going to drive thing. everything up. It's Computer just going to drive everything up. Yeah. And I do not think that all of a sudden, let's say for instance, here up in Cleveland, I'm looking at the West Side. Stuff has gone up a hundred thousand in some side. neighborhoods in just a year and a half. Can you just talk to her about the East Side at all, or is that so totally a non-starter? I'll tell you, some of the places I want to live on the East Side, it's not pretty either. What about the borough? It's not easy. We just don't want to live that far out. It's not that far. It takes me a half hour to get here. Oh, my God, with the snow and the inclement weather. I that's mean, oh, why. It's going to take three hours. You'll be in a parking well, lot. That's why I'm a Ram man, and I've been a Ram man for a long time. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to run this by you, see what you think. Go ahead. If I'm Brett, I say you stick it to the guy. Okay. I don't mean – that sounds terrible, but you have an agreement until March. If he wants to sell, now he doesn't. You could say whatever you want to about the about the market. That's his. That's the that's the guy's right to not to be in the dark about this. Yes, the, the landlord's right to be in the dark about this. Now I don't know your situation financially or anything like that. If the guy cuts you a break before, it doesn't sound like he did. It sounds like you paid rent on time, and that's why yeah. this is all going on. So let's just stick where it is. All right, because I know that there were some landlords who were cool about it and some stuff like that, and they got some help and this, that, and the other. All right, let's just say everything's the way it is. You said you'd move out for fifteen grand. You should have stuck it to him for thirty. And let me tell you why. In certain areas, I know this. You brought up West Side. I'm gonna tell you guys about this right now. And I haven't even brought this up in the air with you. I should have. 
uh, we know people for the same layout for my house mm-hmm. wanted to buy the same exact layout of my house that I live in Streetsboro, which is not a tremendously large house, not a tremendously valued house when I bought the thing. You got land, though. Don't I you? got I got just under an acre. I got just oh, under. I thought you had more. And part okay. of it's swamp. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so it's not like. And you've got the koi pond. I have the curse. That's what that is. But they're they're paying over a hundred thousand dollars more yeah. west side. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is a hundred thousand dollars more. This isn't just. It's a hundred thousand dollars more than what my home is valued at right now. So they're paying a hundred thousand dollars more west side. So that's going on in Cleveland. I imagine it's almost as good, if not as good, as Cincinnati or Cincinnati's as, almost as good as this Cleveland. This stuff I'd is imagine. happening everywhere. So it's happening everywhere, right? So, if you think about this, you're saying Hyde Park. I've only been to Cincinnati three times. Is Hyde Park a great neighborhood? Sounds like it is. He's saying this is Hyde Park, probably a great neighborhood. Boy, it'd be hard. Probably for, a trendy neighborhood, I'm guessing. It would be hard for something named Hyde Park. To be bad. To be the slums. Yeah. So, <laughs> I wish you would have said th- I wish you would have said 30 at the beginning. All right? Start high. Because whoever, they want to get out of being a landlord, which is smart because that can be a headache. This is the perfect opportunity to do it. And they probably you don't have make, a... They yes. probably don't have a management team, yes. so they're fixing they're stuff. They're fixing everything. Or they're just leaving you to fix and it. And, Brett, that's no problem. I'm sure you're a good tenant. I've been a tenant before, and I've taken care of the old. But you ask, you go ask Mike Fail about how good of a tenant Ken Carmen is. He'll tell you. Um, that I'm sure you took care of it. This is a contract. This is a negotiation just like anything else. I say you should have tried to stick it to him for 30. He says it was – the house is worth fifty thousand more than it was six months ago. Yeah. It might be worth fifty thousand less six months from now. I don't believe it's going to be worth fifty thousand less. I don't believe that whatsoever. So I say you try to stick it to him for thirty. I say you go up. Maybe you settle for yeah. fifteen. You take that house. But he's going to make. Can, by the way, he'll make out. Yeah. He will make out on yeah. the sale of and this. And you can rent somewhere else. And until that time, or maybe you guys move in with mom and dad. Not sure of that situation. Hopefully, and you take that fifteen grand. Use it as a down a down payment of another house. Get out there in the market. Try to find a house, and away you guys go. They get out of the business. They're happy. They made money. You get some money to start your next day. Away you go. I Boom. think it's sage advice. Boom. I think you're going to see a lot of this. This is going to be – we talk about unintended consequences. We love doing this in sports. Might as well be Ken Ramsey over here. That's <laughs> what I am. We, we do unintended consequences in sports all the time. Like what happens with the, the NBA players all shooting threes? What does that do to the game? I love this stuff. Or in baseball, analytics. What have been the unintended consequences? Oh, look at all the no-hitters and yeah. all the strikeouts. Okay. The unintended consequences, renters are going to be screwed here because you're right. In, in, not in apartment buildings. I mean, those are still going to be apartment buildings. Yeah. Uh, but in these cases, you almost be crazy not to sell right now. And you'd almost be crazy not to enlist the help of Ryan of the Young team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but – you're going to see a lot of landlords say, we gotta, we got to sell. Because this isn't their house. So part of the problem is everyone's telling everybody to sell, but then where do you move? Because mm-hmm. unless you downsize, but this is not the case for landlords. That's, they have yep. their houses. Yep. The landlords are just saying, my God, the money I can make on this, for le- maybe someone else can rent, out, rent it out to somebody, to a tenant. Exactly. But either way, there is going to be a crisis because there are going to be a lot of people living in homes that are renting that are basically going to get kicked out. See, but but what he's in, he's he's renting a house. So you have to remember this, Brett. It's a house. It's not a multifamily dwelling yeah. or anything like that. If it's a house, I'm telling you right now, because my home is modest. It's not that great at all. And we're talking about 150 grand more than what I paid for the damn thing. This is two years later on the west side. 
Now, I'm on the east side, but on the west side for the same layout there, if you're in a trendy neighborhood, which I think you are in, I say stick it to him for that 15 grand. He said, I wish you would have started higher. Maybe then, maybe now you're negotiating in bad faith. And maybe it seems like so. Maybe you want to say, okay, we can come down to ten on this. But take that ten grand and run. Furthermore, I was just watching what's the Gerard Butler uh, movie? Three days with Jamie Fox. No, that was uh, Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> I don't know what Gerard <laughs> Butler looks like. Gerard Butler and and Jamie Fox, and he has a meal in the cell. He has them uh, if he gives up some certain information while he's in the prison or the booty holding call. cell. It was booty call. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> So he has them cook up the best steak dinner they can have in Philadelphia. I think, in addition, Brett, you should say, give me Jeff Ruby's finest, (laughs) finest steak, his finest lobster mac and cheese, get the baked potato, a nice salad, and a beautiful bottle of wine. Final offer, in addition to everything, Ken also was able to negotiate. I immediately thought of Jack Ruby when you said Jeff Ruby. And that is <laughs> congratulations on all your success. Oh, by the way, Extend Technologies, congratulations to you if you choose to do work with Extend Technologies because they do the best work for you. They take care of your patio. They take care of that home remodel. They are better than anybody else out there, and I know from experience, and so does Lima, because we know, because we've dug, we've tested, and we've seen the very best when it comes to wonderful technology, home automation, and really just how to rework your home, how to remodel your home with the fine folks at Extend Technologies. And I, I've had buddies that have just said, oh, we're going to have our buddy. We're going to have our buddy Dom come over and just do the AV, and there's going to be cables all over the place, and no, he's going to do it on his them. time. Yep. It's going to take a year to finish the project. No, these guys will give you a detailed outline of here's how long it's going to take, here's what it is going to cost. And guess what? That is what you're going to cost, and that's how long it's going to take to get it done. That's how this 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 business has been able to grow in just 10 years to where they are and so many satisfied customers in Northeast Ohio. This is why. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Then stop on into the showroom. Get in on the ground floor by letting them get in on your ground floor, and you are going to love Everything that they can do for you with Extend Technologies. All right, next podcast coming up Tuesday right after the show. 92.3 The Fan Extra. We're back tomorrow morning, 6 to 10. For Big Country, for Jeffrey Kenny, for the Slippery Wizard. Law-abiding citizen. That was the movie. Thank you, Michelle. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful day again, my friend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.